Hello and welcome to the Fertility and Femtech podcast, brought to you by Zonas, where we aim to educate you on all taboo topics in women's health. You can learn more on our YouTube channel or at yourzonas.com. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Ravina, NHS doctor specialised in women's health and I'd like to welcome you to this dedicated channel for women's health where we aim to educate, inspire and empower women to learn more about their bodies and all those taboo topics that everyone's too worried to talk about. We like to encourage an open conversation with all stigmatised topics. So if you have any questions, drop them in the comments below or feel free to direct message me on Instagram at dr.ravina. So today we'll be starting off with one of our first episodes in the series of the Planning Pregnancy series. You may have already started to try to get pregnant or you may be thinking about getting pregnant, but whilst you're in that process of trying to have a baby. It's really important for you to get as much knowledge as you can. It's really important for you to identify what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. So in today's video, I like to tell you about five key things for you to know about before you try to get pregnant. So the first thing is to do with sexual intercourse. And it's a question I get asked all the time. So the question is, how often should I be having sexual intercourse? Now, there is no hard and fast rule for this question, and it will very much depend on your individual circumstance as a woman and also as a couple. Of course, the man plays a very important role whilst trying to get pregnant, and it's really important that we identify the issues with not only the woman, but also the man. So with a man, we do need to identify if there's any sperm issues. So is there good quality sperm? Is the morphology normal? quantity and depending on these factors your doctor may tell you to have sexual intercourse a little bit more often compared to someone else. Generally we say you should have sexual intercourse two to three times a week throughout your cycle and this shouldn't just be limited to your fertile window you should be having sexual intercourse throughout the entire month. Now the reason why you shouldn't be having sexual intercourse every single day and some people, some, some of my patients come to me and say, actually, I really want to get pregnant. I've been trying for ages. Why am I not getting pregnant? Should I be having sex every single day? Now, the reason why we don't advise to have sexual intercourse every single day is to do with the sperm. Now, we need to have good quality and good quantity sperm in order to have a healthy pregnancy. Sperm is produced by the testicles and there are two testicles which make part of the male reproductive organs and it is in the testicles where you produce testosterone and also have spermatogenesis, which is the production of sperm. It takes at least about 48 hours to produce a fresh load of sperm. So if you're having sexual intercourse every single day, you may not be having good quality or good quantity sperm that is reaching into the female reproductive system. That's why we suggest two to three times in the week, which are spread out throughout the week. The second thing that you should be aware of is to do with your fertile window. Now this is a very, this is a hot topic. Every woman wants to know when their fertile window is. Everyone wants to know when they're ovulating. So I can give you a quick calculation on how you can work out your fertile window. But I do want to stress that most healthcare professionals will not talk about fertile window because it is just advised for you to have sexual intercourse throughout your month. Now there's so many products on the market that help women identify their ovulation. And these take form in LH strips, ovulation strips, period tracking apps, ovulation tracking, um, temperature changes. 
Now, from my perspective, from an impartial point of view, I think it's really important for couples to know that none of these products are 100% effective. None of them are going to tell you the exact date of your ovulation. They're not going to tell you that you're definitely going to get pregnant at a certain time. And I think it's important that vulnerable couples and women who are trying to get pregnant don't fall into the hands of um, marketing strategies which pry on your insecurity. So it's just really important that you're aware that you can, no product will be 100% accurate, but you can use period tracking to help identify a time when you would be most fertile. So the way in which you can work this out is first by tracking your periods via an app or by a calendar. And you need at least three regular periods to know that um, you're ovulating often and regularly. So if you have an average period cycle of uh, 28 days, so your menstrual cycle will last between day one, which is the first day that you bleed, up until the next month of your first day of your bleed for your next cycle. And that total length is your menstrual cycle length. So if it's around 28 days, which is the, the average length, but many women have 20 days, many women have up to 40 days, and there is a range which is counted as normal. If your period is lying outside of that, so whether it's longer or shorter, then please do talk to your doctor because there may be something underlying which we need to know about and would like to investigate for you. Based on the average cycle of 28 days, you will first remove 14 days from the total length. So if it's 28 days, you're going to minus 14 days, which takes us to day 14 of your cycle, which is thought to be your ovulation date. Now, we need to know how long the sperm and the egg will last inside the female body. So the egg actually lasts only 24 hours. So from the moment that it's released from the ovary, goes down into your fallopian tube and into your womb, and then gets passed out of your body. Now sperm lasts about five days in the female reproductive system. So we take our ovulation date, which is around day 14, and we minus five days, which takes us to day nine. So between day nine and day 14 would be your fertile window. By having sexual intercourse throughout your whole cycle will ensure that you've got regular sperm in your female reproductive system, and that optimizes the chance of the egg being fertilized by the sperm and allowing fertilization to occur. With the sperm being in the body for five days, it will be swimming around waiting for the egg to be released. So even if your ovulation date is not at day 14, but perhaps it's a little bit earlier, day 12, day 13, the sperm will still be there ready to fertilize the egg. Number three, according to the NICE guidelines and according to much research, we know that a majority of couples will get pregnant after one year of trying to conceive. Specifically, between 80 to 90% of couples will get pregnant after one year of regular, unprotected sexual intercourse. Couples that have been trying for longer than a year and they've been having regular unprotected sexual intercourse and still not pregnant, we'd then like you to come and talk to your doctor. Your doctor will do a series of blood tests, investigations, they may do a sperm analysis to have a look at anything underlying that may cause issues. Now, we only offer these if you have had a whole year of unprotected sexual intercourse, which is why it's really important for you to have done this beforehand um, and that just helps to speed up the process of the investigations. Now, if you are having difficulty getting pregnant and you're worried, actually, you know what, what are my options? Say if we can't ever have children naturally, what can I actually do? Now, I will do another video on this to go into the other options in greater detail. 
but your options are one in vitro fertilization also known as IVF and this is where you take the egg you take the sperm you fertilize them outside of the body and then you implant them into the female womb there are other options like this medications you can give to women to help stimulate their ovaries to produce more eggs you can then also think about in uterine insemination or ICSI intercytoplasmic sperm injection and there's lots of options that are available for you but before we get to that we do want to make sure that we can help you to get pregnant naturally first. Number four, it's so important specifically for women that you know this and that is as women get older your chances of getting pregnant get less. Now as you can see from a graph that I'm going to place just here as age increases in women the chances of fertility and the fertility rate drops. Now this does also occur in men, but to a lesser extent and also further, further on in life at a later stage, which is why age is so important for maternal health. Not only does age have a great influence on your chances of getting pregnant, but it also has a great implication on the type of pregnancy that you will have, whether it will be healthy, whether you'll have complications, if there's greater risk to your baby, and also it may influence um, how you will deliver your baby if there are underlying complications. And this is something that many women do not know anything about. The older a woman is, the higher the chance of chromosomal abnormalities, specifically trisomy 21, also known as Down syndrome. So the rate of this increases dramatically by the time you get to age 40. In fact, the risk is about one in 100 at age 40. I go into a lot about the factors that impact conception in our next video, where I go a lot more into the effects of age and the effect it has on your egg quality as well as sperm quality. Now, the final point, point number five, is to do with the mechanism of conceiving. So I'd like to just briefly talk you through what happens during your menstrual cycle, what happens to your eggs, what happens to your hormones, and when is a good time for you to get pregnant. So you start with your period on day one, and that is when you bleed. During this time, you'll have rising levels of FSH, also known as follicle-stimulating hormone, and this is because your ovaries are stimulated to produce follicles in order to release them as an egg. This whole process actually produces estrogen, so you'll have a high level of estrogen at the beginning of your cycle. Now, this increase in estrogen slowly, slowly rises up until ovulation, and it's the rise in estrogen that causes a rise in your luteinizing hormone, your LH, and it's the rise in LH that causes the release of an egg from your ovaries, causing ovulation. At ovulation, so around day 14, you'll have a high level of estrogen and LH, and it's those hormones that allow very healthy secretions from the vagina to enter into the canal, and that encourages a beautiful, healthy environment for the sperm to swim through the vaginal canal into the womb to help to fertilize your egg. Post ovulation, once you've released the egg from the ovary, you then have a structure left called the corpus luteum. And this is a structure that helps to produce progesterone. So you'll have a high level of progesterone at this point. High levels of progesterone will then allow a cervical mucus plug to be produced, which lies at your cervix and then stops the penetration of sperm into the womb. The body then knows that enough sperm's entered into the womb in order to fertilize the egg and no more sperm is required. 
So this will be during your luteal phase of your cycle. Now with the progesterone, you can also get a spike in your temperature and that can cause an inaccurate result if you're doing temperature checks to identify ovulation. So that concludes today's video on five things that you should know if you are planning a pregnancy. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below and I look forward to seeing you in our next video in our series of planning pregnancy. Until next time, take care. Bye.